847 is 366 and 7. Hello and welcome to A Score to Settle, a podcast about movie and TV music. I'm your host, Brian McVicker. Each episode, I'm uh, focusing on music composed for movies and television, um, either by way of analyzing a specific score or uh, diving into a notable composer uh, for the art, and uh, also through interviews with uh, people in the industry or just fellow fans, uh, so we can kind of hash out uh, our, our favorite scores. But uh, in this episode, we're continuing a conversation uh, with Neil Bulk. Uh, he is an editor and producer of classic soundtracks on various uh, record labels, such as La La Land and Entrada Records. In last episode, we talked about his work on the 1989 uh, Batman with Danny Elfman's score and uh, doing a reissue of that, uh, you know, of, the, of the, uh, the music for that film in an expanded edition. Um, and also his work on various other um, record albums as far as like the difficulties in getting the elements, uh, finding the materials, and, and putting the music together, making the albums uh, sound really great. And uh, so in this episode, we're going to continue the conversation with some uh, additional topics. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive right back into that conversation. What did you start with, the first album either purchased or given to you as a gift? You know, I think it was Star Trek The Motion Picture. 1979? That's when it came out. That's when it was recorded. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Did you get the album? You probably didn't get the album in 79. I'll tell you, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell you again. It's a good one. It's it's a nice story. It's a nice story. Um, My dad is an avid classical record collector and huge the size of my wall wow like from there to there is probably i don't know how many feet that is for your listeners at home but it's 800 feet it's a decent sized wall okay (laughs) it can be seen from space this wall so big record collector thousands of records and he would as a collector he would write the date inside the record the day he got it when you're a kid and this is all you have you're all all you're exposed to you think this is what everybody does it turns out nobody does this yeah that, that didn't yeah. happen so like my, my dad would write the date inside the record so i know the day that he got me star trek the motion picture which was january 1st 1980 so the movie wasn't even a month old yet in fact some of the music on the record wasn't a month old yet my gosh oh i guess i guess at that point it was i guess at that point it was because i think the last date was around november 30th december 1st somewhere here. so it was about it was about a month old that, that's kind of cool when you think about yeah, it they, they, they had a tight production <laughs> it was very tight uh schedule so yeah so i i was three when my dad got me started the motion picture now he he had the star wars soundtrack album i'm sure i heard it you so, would have been, but it would have been. Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. have, I, I wouldn't have realized yeah. what it was. But it, 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 motion picture, then I know he got me Raiders for my birthday in 1982. Now, was he buying these per your request, or I think you'd still, I think you would like this? I think you would like this. You know, he, he bought me a lot of classical records as well. But he also knew your movie interest. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if I showed any 
proclivity towards movies or film music at that point. I guess he just thought this is good music. Yeah, he'll enjoy this. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's I funny, mean, yeah, with parents and and think as a, as I don't know, maybe it's our generation. I don't know if it happens now, mm-hmm. but like you know, soundtrack sometimes it's like, wait, you want the music from the movie or do you want the movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take both. Thank you. I, I don't know. I don't know if I told this story, but it's it may have been in my blog, but. Um, so my first album it was Empire Strikes Back, which was bought by my mom and I, where we were shopping at Woolworths or something in 1980. Um, and then the, in the next year, I put on my Christmas list that I wanted a Superman action figure. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that meant. I just, you know, I think I'd seen Superman 2, and I'm like, I just want a Superman action figure. I don't have I don't know. And what I got was Superman 2, the soundtrack. <laughs> not a bad record, though. No, it's not. But I remember, like... Oh, how did they go from the Superman action figure to Superman Two is the album? But that may, but I, again, maybe my mom remembered the end. And but it was such, it. Looking back, I'm like, I'm really glad they did because now I had a Williams score, mm-hmm. a score that was adapted from Williams, and then it that kind of spurred me. Like, well, what else? Did, you know, did your Superman Two was it was the one with the holograms on it too? Right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. cool record, yeah. man. <laughs> so I'm as far as like, so you had Star Trek, you had Raiders, like yeah. that was kind of stuff. Did you then sort of when did you take it upon yourself to like I'm going to start start shopping for you know my soundtrack my, my dad used to go to you know go to records. Remember record stores? No, what's that? Well, it's, yeah. it's a store that sold <laughs> records. We would go to record stores. Uh, you know, we would go to the mall, and you know, Sam Goody. Uh, we didn't have Tower so much when I was really little. We had that later on. Yeah, I didn't. When have I was Tower. about ten or so. But I remember going to. I, I remember going to. You know, there was a place called Wall to Wall Sound and Video. Uh, Sam Goody, and I remember just sort of gravitating, not only to the soundtrack section section, but to the S's because <laughs> ah, <laughs> it was Star Wars and Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, and that, that's where I would start. I would flip through records. Um, I know in 83, I got Raiders in 82, 83, I found the Return of the Jedi record. Okay. And I got that record before the movie even came out. Oh. And again, I know this because <laughs> the date's written inside the record. <laughs> Great habit. And then, and then a week later, my dad got me the Empire Strikes Back record. So, wow. you know, that was the one-two punch. And I remember, like, listening to that Return of the Jedi record. And, like, it was a gatefold, but it was only yeah. one record. Right. At the time, I didn't think, all right, what's going on here? I just was a gatefold. And I was like, that's Luke, that's Leia, that's Han, that's Chewbacca, that's C-3PO, that's Darth Vader, that's R2-D2. I don't know what that is. It was, <laughs> it was Wicked. It was an Ewok. But I hadn't seen the movie yet. I didn't know what the thing was. It wasn't and a baby Chewbacca. I was like, oh, my God, they didn't blow up the Death Star. <laughs> it's, they only blew up part of it, you know? Cause it's what a, big, a twist. There's a big picture of it under construction. Yeah, and then, think about and, that as a twist. And first grader me didn't realize under construction looks vastly different from blowing up. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, they still could have done a shoddy job. We were wrong, Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke, we don't need to take your metal back, but <laughs> you didn't blow it up. <laughs> still out there you idiot <laughs> give us that back wait a minute there's teeth marks in this <laughs> um so were you at that point making the connection of i'm going to seek out john williams scores or is it still like you were going through the s's and whatever was there or the genre like it's all science fiction? i think it was i think it was genre okay though you know it, it, it all fuses together i yeah i believe i had at some point in that era i had the uh i'll seat boston pops album which had E.T. on it oh. and Raiders and 
and so 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 is that it, the one that had the liberty fanfare and no no that was later um this was the one that had sort of the the, the popcorn bucket on the cover with the et hand reaching into it and... i never bought that one. oh no it's a good record yeah i'm sure they've cherry picked everything off of it and yeah put it on i'm sure john I, williams yeah. compilation you yeah. probably have the recordings somewhere huh. uh, but yeah so so again it, it all sort of it's very nebulous. I just, I, it was what I was gravitating towards. And at a certain point, you realize, oh, I have twenty soundtrack albums. Now I have thirty. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I was always like very proud of my Star Wars record collection because I had, you know, eventually it was Empire. And I never had. I didn't have Star Wars. My dad had Star Wars. So kind of yours. It's in the house. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Uh, but then I, I, I'd have, you know, the re-recordings. I'd have the Gerhardt re-recordings and the Zubin Meta. And, you know, I had all, I had all these things. The, the Verusian Kojian I love. Yeah. Uh, so I was always very proud of my Star Wars record collection. And my Star Trek record collection was pretty good, too. That was one of the great things about that time is, like, I, you know, I, I've, I've bemoaned in my blog a couple times about how, you know, the, the dearth of soundtrack albums of, scores you liked you know you'd go see a movie you'd see a movie on hbo or rent it and you're like oh it has such great music and no album right but it was a time of re-recordings it was a time of people doing their versions and they'd get you know different orchestras and different conductors and they you know have again it's like a highlights album but they would do you know sometimes more than that but it, they would be really great re-recordings done in a concert style you know that that was something that really got me into this hobby even further yeah were the re-recordings i loved the eric kunzel telarc re-recordings with the cincinnati pops i you know it, it sounds so quaint <laughs> but there was a period in time where you didn't have the internet and the only way to know if a new record was coming out was to go to the record store and flip through it and see right. if there was a new album so it was, i was always going looking for new eric kunzel always Oh, and it was like, oh my God, they did a James Bond one. I right. can't, I gotta buy this right now. They did a James Bond, a new science fiction compilation. This is great. Look what's on here. They got the Abyss and Terminator and Total Recall. I can't wait. To, and, and like, I even had the Total Recall album already. I couldn't wait to hear the new recording of Total Recall. Right. And I, and, and, but it exposed me to so much music. Yes. Um, they were like getting mixtapes, but professionally I'm, done. Absolutely, and they were they were beautiful. <laughs> it was like you know, this day of the earth is still pretty good music. I'm amazed looking back at that, and I know which recorded it. There was an album they did, Fantastic Journey. Yes, indeed. So much variety in that, and again for for listeners, yeah, you're right. It was before the internet, and um, unless I saw the movie, I wouldn't know what the music sounded like. There's no YouTube, so like Fantastic Journey was amazing because it had stuff that I never considered buying or didn't mm -hmm. own or stuff that would never even come out bruce broughton um his well, work for moonwalker which was right. a michael jackson video yeah. it's like you know really great and where did those lyrics come from for poltergeist that's on I there i don't know <laughs> i didn't was it considered for radio play you know um, i don't know but it was it you're right it's literally like as if you know a talented conductor and orchestra said we're going to do a great movie music mixtape for you and we're going to re-record these fresh you know with top-notch players and we're putting this out and hey guess you you didn't know you like this score <laughs> but you do now yeah and, and not only that they, uh, great conductor great orchestra great sound those albums yeah. are today yeah they are stellar stellar top quality recordings. and it's tough to beat and it's it's something that fell by the wayside i think because of expense and interest that uh, that, that fell i really miss it for Verez 
did a lot of terrific recordings gosh like 20 years ago <laughs> like, yeah like their superman was terrific jaws midway it doesn't like, seem that long ago but you're right i guess it was yeah, 20 superman was 98 so it's 19 years ago Wow. And and I, I I bought all those too. I love them. Yeah. I, I I didn't mind. You know, I love getting the different interpretation. This is where, as far as talking to to you know the the music fan, as far as like this is where it crosses over with classical. Mm-hmm. I think this is where if it's an orchestral work, and it's it's tough with some film music because it doesn't. It's not as easily replicated on a concert stage. I've never heard a Total Recall re-recording that I liked. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that That's one. A, that is a tough one, man. It's, it ha- yeah, a lot of the, the, the Goldsmith, a lot of that stuff is really difficult to reproduce. You know, I, I love Kunzel's Klingon battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on Star Trek's too. Yes, but I, I hear it when it's like missing the blaster beat. Yeah, I you know, know, I know, um, I know. But but this is that crossover where it's like you know classical. Your dad probably has multiple recordings of certain symphonies, and oh, sure. he would have favorites of you know I've of where I've got this by in you know, the smaller symphony. I have three versions of it, mm-hmm. you know, and all the differences. Like that is the crossover that we get as far as soundtrack fans. Is not, not so much. These not days, so much these days, but... and maybe it's also because the music is less fully orchestral it's it's interesting yeah you know i'll read about you know as far as new movies like oh we're getting this orchestra we have 80 pieces and you listen you're like that doesn't sound like an 80 piece orchestra Mm. you know or it's samples and it's it's difficult maybe it's just the way that scores are written and recorded these days you can't reproduce you know we were growing up god we're so old i know but this is the old man podcast yeah it is it is it is Uh, we would get these great things like think about it now Michael Giacchino wrote three terrific Star Trek scores. I'm convinced that Eric Kunzel, <laughs> if he was still with us, would have recorded an album of highlights from the Giacchino yeah. Star Trek scores, and it would have been terrific. And I, I wish we had that album. Yeah, I, I've got all those soundtracks. I got the delu- I know I got the original albums. I got the deluxe editions. I got them all. Right. I got them on vinyl. <laughs> I got them on CD. You name it, I got it. But I still miss yeah. that Telarc recording of you know 50 minutes of highlights from the three scores and if you're like oh man this is this is terrific this, <laughs> you know you thought it sounded good on vinyl listen to, the, listen to this SACD in five channel you know that would have been cool it was a real celebration of it as music yeah which would of which I I think is is a shame I mean in a way your role now I mean you're celebrating the music um, but through the presentation like it's mm-hmm. not through a new recording it's through we're presenting the music in an expanded form or a complete form and we're celebrating it in that regard yeah it's you know it's it's preserving it yeah uh and restoring in in some cases and yeah i didn't think about it as far as part of film restoration and preservation absolutely and you've worked on a lot of classic films um old new do you have a top three favorite classic 
films that you've done albums for? Well, it depends on your definition of the word classic. Is there mm. a time era? Is there like... No, that's well, a okay. good question. Well, okay, Total Recall is absolutely 100% one of my favorite scores. Yes. Top, top, top. Yeah. I, I got to produce an album for that with, with, with Bruce Botnick. So that was... The original sound engineer the original yeah. engineer they were his tapes That's amazing <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't you know it, it was a quartet was the label that did it they were going to do basic instinct I, no i take it back they were going to do total recall and basic instinct and they said we can't find anything and i said okay well i want to i'd love to be involved with total recall and uh i said i think i know where i can find it and they said, oh, well, if you can find that in basic instinct, you can produce both projects. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and thankfully, we found them, and, and we were able to do both. So do I have a top three? Uh, you know, they're all my children. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would go that direction. No, well, I, I love Total Recall. I love the Star Trek box set. The original television series. The original, yeah, the yeah, original the series. That, I know, was a huge labor yeah, of love. Yeah, that was a, that was a big deal. Um, gosh, you know, I was just thinking the other day, there was, there was some... You know, there, there's one I did for Kritzerland that you know I think sold out, uh, but was was a real was a real find. It was called it's an Elmer Bernstein score for Summer in Smoke. Oh, I still got to get that. And when you talk about restoration, this yeah. was this was a a genuine restoration as far as I was concerned because what they did was this this kind of ties into our conversation. Elmer recorded the score for the movie, and then prepared an album, and he took the film recordings and shorten them which is what you know we were talking about doing yeah but in those days in the early 60s the way you shortened cues wasn't on a computer you did it with a razor blade <laughs> right you cut carefully the, you cut the tape right and on summer and smoke we had the three track masters but they were edited they had the splices in it hmm. okay but they saved all the little splices <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and they were at the end of the reel, and they were all put together, so it made this really weird suite. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I was able to go. That's a cut right there. Here's that piece. Let me put it right back in. So digitally, we took the tapes, put them in the computer. Digitally, I was able to restitch it all together. Wow! And get the full cues. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and 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 the original quality. It was terrific. So that was that was a super cool project. It sold out. I think so. Damn, I can't believe I missed that one. Do you have any projects, though, that you wish you... Do you have any you look back and think, oh, I would have done it differently, or that was a rush job and I didn't do it to the best of my abilities? And maybe you wouldn't want to even say. Well, I don't think I do. I was thinking about it, though. I've been doing this for nearly 10 years now, and I'm very happy with everything I've done. But you sort of think, you know, my methodology was probably totally different from what I was doing 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was like, here... Go go to town. I can remember Blazing Saddles, which I did for La La Land with Mike Mattesino and Dan Goldwasser. I was petrified. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm cutting Blazing Saddles. I'm going to ruin this. I, I can't. Uh, I was completely scared out of my mind. Now, huh. like, now I, you know, just dive right in and get it done. It's, 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 I don't, I don't quite have that fear anymore. And I'm sure, you know, I do things differently. I do have that album. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine with that self-conscious, that, that or like a fear, you know, in terms of like, as soon as you get your hands on it, it's going to 
break or it's oh yeah, not, yeah 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 what are you gonna what are you gonna do wrong you know i still you know i was even talking to la la land the other day uh, we have some albums coming out uh for black friday and it was sort of a jokey conversation but it was like well here's where they're gonna hate it and it's like well hopefully i didn't screw this part up and hopefully it's like oh i hope i got it all right and it's become a weird thing as far as it's it's a niche market mm -hmm. already and i think there's general audience appeal to a lot of these albums but then somehow you get to the crazy fan level and it's it's <laughs> who's this podcast for <laughs> i know well i really i <laughs> it's for anybody oh, okay okay <laughs> um and without insulting anybody yeah. it's for me it's the difference between like being a fan of star trek versus being a fan of star trek and dressing up and going to you know and and doing like a cosplay thing like mm -hmm. i'm you're I'm, not that level i'm not that level but i'm a massive star trek fan i'm a huge star trek fan mm -hmm. i mean you know books you're, tv movies you're you know? one notch below cosplay I, but i've never cosplayed you never? know it's like and no i haven't really i've never owned a costume not that i have anything against it it just didn't occur to me to like go that to that level never, never wore a com badge I didn't. Never. I never, you know, I mean, I would look at this stuff and think, oh, wouldn't that be cool to own? And then I'd be like, never would go and buy don't, it. Don't have a purse scan belt? I don't. No, no unfortunately. Um, for Christmas, maybe. But I think that's part of it was far Amy, as... Amy, I hope you're listening. Brian <laughs> desperately wants a purse scan belt. If you email me, I'll tell you exactly what it is. As long as it goes with everything I own. Yeah. Um, Do you have a lot of beige? No. <laughs> earth tones. It goes well with earth tones. Okay. All right birthday suit yeah. um oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry so but like with the soundtracks it's yes. like i think there's general fans of like some people are like i have the album the original album and i don't need you think oh but there's more music they're like i'm fine with what yeah, this is I'm good. Yeah. and then there's the level of soundtrack fan where they are nitpicking over 10 seconds of a sustain of one note yeah. that you faded out and they want to know why you didn't keep it going yeah yeah and yeah. that's to me i'm like mind-boggling like you have the music to them, like, no, I don't, because it faded it out. You know, there. I didn't get the email. A friend of mine was emailed uh, about a project where someone was saying I. they literally wanted what's heard in the movie. The only way they could enjoy the music was if it replicated what was in the movie. In terms, like, so if, if a cue is repeated, you know, tracked yeah. in the film, they wanted that on the album. Which... I know it goes against everything. It's not how it was recorded. Yeah, I, I exactly. I, I tend to go with. I want to represent what the composer intended. Yeah, I think I know what the composer intended in many cases. You know, it's, it's what was recorded. It's <laughs> like know? asking for. I mean, it's like it, it, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like you know, if I was to take a pop song, if I was to take you know Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles, chop it up and mix and match all the different parts and and then and say is this what you want is this is how it's going to show in my movie you know what what if it's this what if it's i grew up with the tv edit of this movie and it's not um, on blu-ray right and i that's the only version that i understand that i can connect to is whatever was edited for television that's the one i want <laughs> you know that's the closest i could think of it's yeah i don't i've i've seen similar comments and i don't i'm like but that's not how it was that's not musical right it's, it's that's, like it's your that's that's a debate i've had where i go the composer didn't write that yeah and they go what do you mean the composer didn't write that and i'm like well yes technically this music was written by the composer but in this this instance with these edits with this it's not what was intended for the sequence. It's not what was intended by the for the movie. This yeah. was done, you know, with, probably without their involvement. Yeah. Um, 
So it's 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 tough. What yeah. were we talking about? Well, no, I guess I was just <laughs> was that a fan- No, it was it was basically like the the fan man, like you said, you were you were anticipating oh, what, yeah, what yeah, people yeah, were going yeah, to so... hate in the releases, and I'm like, it's a shame that soundtrack they, fans get they, this way. They never hate what I think they're going to hate. Oh, <laughs> I thought for sure. I thought for sure on Batman Returns, people were going to complain that I put two cues together. That in the movie, you know, one fades out and the next one comes in, and. I just always think of those two cues together, and I thought, let's just put them together on the album. They were recorded separately. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. They're two individual beats, but I just thought, geez, they, I like them together. <laughs> so I did. I, I know we did. And I was like, I thought, I was like, they are going to hate that because soundtrack collectors hate crossfades. <laughs> but I am one who does not. My whole thing is make it musical where you can. Look, you know, you know the, the, uh, the end of... Is it Khan's pets? What's the cue? The eel is it? The cue where they put the eels in. It's not Khan's pets. Yeah, Khan's pets is the build up to that. Right. The cue after that. Yeah. Is eels of City Alpha Five and Kirk and Space Shuttle two separate cues crossfaded together? They were recorded separately. Completely separate. I did not know that. And I really thought it was recorded as one. They are separate recordings, and they are crossfaded together. <laughs> They're crossfaded in the movie. Makes sense to crossfade them on the album. That's how um, it was meant to be. Yeah, I, I, I know from you know having you know from knowing you for so long and having other friends who do this. I, I, I maybe I, I get an, I get an insight into the process that other fans may not. And it's I, I find that their complaints are often irrational and um just unreasonable i i, I don't you know it's well, i think nicholas meyer going back to star trek too i think he's the one who said you know you you have to do what pleases you yeah and you hope that what you want is what they want <laughs> yeah you know so it's it's sort of like so i do put myself in that position i do ask you know uh, you know what do i want well they want it complete and chronological and in most cases, I'm okay with that. There are some cases where I'm not okay with that, and maybe I'll you know, adjust things. Well, I don't do it too often, but I've done it on occasion, and it's like it just makes sense this way. Yeah. Um, sorry, Police Academy fans, and uh, <laughs> for many reasons. No, 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 not at all, no, no. But Police Academy, <laughs> yeah, it's I shuffled some things around. It made sense. Uh, that's the one that came to mind. I'm sure there were others. Um, so, but you, I do. I, I I live in constant fear <laughs> that I screwed up something horribly, or this is not what people wanted. Uh, thankfully, it hasn't turned out that way too often. It's one of those things where you can't please everybody. No, you, you can't please everybody. But you know, it, it goes back to again the core group of soundtrack fans out there, where it's 
typically the discussions are, where's this record? I want this record. Label says, we're putting out this record. They go, great, they're putting out the record. Here's my order number. Here's my order number. I got an order number too. And they go, oh, great. And they go, hey, my record showed up. I'm listening to it. It's great. And then you never hear anything. So, so you go, okay, <laughs> that's well, the dialogue. that's, that's those, that's the typical conversation, um, which in some cases I guess is okay. Cause you don't want to hear, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. You're not going to believe what they did on this album is it's, it's terrible. They, they screwed up and it's terrible. And Hey, you're right. I got it. It's terrible. <laughs> like mine hasn't shown up yet, but I'll be sure to complain about it when I get it. And, and you go, Oh, uh, so, so sometimes I'm thankful. Sometimes I'm thankful that the conversations, you know, go away. I'm like, Oh good. Dodge the bullet. They didn't find anything wrong with it. <laughs> Woo. On the, on the flip side, I would like to see more discussion about this and maybe I'm guilty of it too. I, I tend to avoid conversations cause I take everything personally and I don't need that drama. But it would be nice to have, you know, some, you know, I worked, I'm not, and I'm not whining or complaining. I hope it doesn't sound that way. Like we, we did a Wonder Woman set that was like a terrific, of uh, the 1970s Wonder Woman music. Right. Not the and, and Gal Gadot. Not, not, the, not, not the Gal Gadot, the Linda Carter television series. And that didn't have a note released ever. Um, and we put out, you know, a three disc set with original recordings and, you know, it sounds terrific. And it, it couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait. Came and went. No. not really huh yeah no so so part of me is like well good i they didn't find anything wrong with it <laughs> good thank goodness <laughs> you know it's not not there's anything wrong with it i just you know sometimes you know they'll be like oh i watched the episode and it's not right and I'm like, oh no you're right <laughs> it seems it's more of a case of people just simply wanting it and they wanted they, it they got, they got it. it and then they file it and then they, they move, move on. on to the next one and that is unfortunate i mean i think that's I think that's part and parcel with today. I mm-hmm. feel like we've had, since labels came along, that there were independent soundtrack labels to release some of this stuff. It's been constant, you know? And while we have to wait and we don't get everything we want, we've had so much. Maybe it's just there's a, been so much of it that there, people and there are is a processing lot, you know, it, it's, you know? There, there, it, What's amazing about this, this whole thing is everybody's saying the CD is going away and that streaming is the future. We have... You know, the, the soundtrack industry, the specialty yeah. soundtrack industry, has tons of albums coming out all the time. It's right there. Yeah. It's great. We are still CD heavy. It, I mean, CD it's... heavy, tons of CDs, and it's it's fun. It's great. There's a lot of wonderful music coming out. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, I wish that there was there was more discussion of it. I don't, um... I wonder what would, I don't know what would foster otherwise. I, I mean, it, yeah, it, I don't. It, one of the reasons, you know, I wanted to be able to, ha- you know, it's, it's. 
it's nice to be able to um, talk about it here and, you know, um, there, you know, there's other forums for it. But yeah, I don't know whether people are just lacking the language to talk about it or that they're, they're not knowing what they want to say about it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if someone got the Wonder Woman set and they enjoy it and then they're like, I don't know what else to say about it, you know, and... I mean, I myself have gone on and like resurrected like conversations online about it. Now I'm like, oh, I finally got this Mm -hmm. and I'll post it and crickets. (laughs) And then like no one says anything else. I'm like, I I try, I have tried to get conversations Mm -hmm. going and it's like, I don't know why they don't stick. We did a full Great Race album. Again, the Great Race was a full score that never, they had an album recording. Henry Mancini. Henry Mancini had an album recording, completely separate recording from what was in the film. And that's been available for 50 years. What was recorded for the film had never been released. And we found every bit of it in perfect condition. I wonder if it's also the audience and, and maybe it's like if you, if this, if a film fan of Great Race was able to talk about it or able to get that and enjoy it, maybe would they have, would they have more to say than the soundtrack collector who's like, I just have to get that Mancini album so I can put it on my shelf. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that, I, 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 in a certain way, I feel like our, in the interior of our soundtrack circle that, that collects these, you know, um, consistently, it's become second nature to the point where there's no thought given to mm-hmm. it and there's no um rumination on it afterwards you know I, I think in the day where there were fewer soundtrack releases we really had to kind of enjoy what it was we had and it wasn't enough or it wasn't a lot and i think there was more to talk about and digest now it's like the next thing's coming up there's that there's also remember the first time you got the internet i'm just saying in general like, vaguely right but, but like <laughs> when you first like and i've read your blog Thank you. And, you know, you're welcome. It's terrific. <laughs> Thanks. I wouldn't do your podcast if you weren't my friend and had this blog. I you know? appreciate so, that. So, yeah. so uh, Here's also, also, yeah, the money is terrific. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't know Amazon paid that much. Uh, so. the, uh, but you remember the first time you got the internet and you discovered like-minded people? Yeah. Because, you know, I've read your blog and you, you know, who liked soundtracks, Yeah, you know, of your core circle of friends at the time, who were the soundtrack collectors? It was you. Yeah. I was in the same boat. I, you know, I had friends that, you know, oh, yeah, I like Spielberg movies and I'm big movie fans, but they weren't quite into the music the way I was. I had one friend, good friend of mine. It's like, do you like any music with words in it? <laughs> you know? It's like, well, I like Bond songs. Bond songs have words. <laughs> but but when you when you first found the internet and you found the film score monthly board or you found jw thing like oh my god there's other people they're making a, a joke and i get it because i have that record you know right. like ah and you're like i have found my people and there was certainly that excitement but that was 20 years ago you know yeah. it's sort of it's it, it, it there is no novelty yeah to that anymore and so maybe maybe novelty is gone but maybe there are friendships and relationships uh, online where people talk about these things. But it doesn't feel like there's the real serious discussion. Yeah. Um, and it feels like these things sort of just sort of drift away. Yeah. Uh, until someone finds a mistake on it. And then the <laughs> conversation gets brought <laughs> back up. Like, yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> what's with this take? That's not what's on the album. You're like, oh, no, what did I do? It, it hasn't happened to me uh, very often, thankfully. I'm, I'm pretty pretty detail oriented i know you are i try um so 
just to um, as far as like that, you know, in, in sort of in a broader sense, you know, I guess where do you see? I guess how do you? Is in terms of the future, your future in as a soundtrack fan, mm-hmm. but also the future of soundtrack records. As far as like, do you see you know any changes coming up or? Um... I hope not. I I like I like doing what I do. Um, I think there's a way. Hopefully, we can find a way to keep CDs going or to keep, you know, these restorations and these projects going. You know, I'm not married to the CD. I'm not married to vinyl. I like the music. Mm-hmm. The music's what what's important. It's not so much the carrier. I like the highest quality. You know, we transfer this stuff, you know, when it's analog tape, we transfer in high resolution, much higher than what a CD can handle. So if the winds up being released digitally in a high-res format, I'm fine with that. We just, we we have to get to the point perhaps where that is feasible. I don't, you know, I don't know when that would happen. I don't know how soundtrack fans would react to that. I'd be okay with it. I want the music out there um, in the best quality possible, but I don't see any reason why we need to be wedded to a delivery format you know the cd is mm-hmm. 30 some odd years old now it's a little long in the tooth mm-hmm. you know you think oh but it's, it's a disc that holds 700 megabytes well i just downloaded four gigabytes the other day for a project <laughs> you know it's we're a little beyond that um but it, it also it happens to be the most convenient carrier right now and that's yeah that's what we have um i love and, and there are things about the cd that i that i love you know i, I love you know the, liner notes the, if you have <laughs> these albums, if you collect, let's say you have every film score monthly album, okay? You have they did like two hundred albums, right? Subtract the music for a second there. Take the music out of the equation. What do you have? What's left? Well, the entire history of film music. Yeah, a massive tome, but in two hundred booklets um, you, on the history of. You've got of the entire history yeah. of film scoring right there. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. And I don't know how to do that, you know, digitally. Yeah. You know, a, a PDF. Eh. It's not the same. It isn't. It is not the same. I probably was still printed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to have it. There's something still about having a tag. Again, it's books versus Kindle. I still read books. Oh, I like the Kindle. I have a Kindle. This podcast is over. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Ryan, put the Kindle down. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, so I think so much of my knowledge has been gleaned from liner notes, you mm-hmm. know. But, but yeah, it, it's, I would miss that as well. Yeah, I, you know. but, but, you know, I would, there, there has to be something. I don't know what, if I knew what it was. You would have invented it. Oh, man, I'd be living it up right now. We'd be recording this podcast in my mansion. <laughs> Sitting on your as it is, own. As it is, we're recording it in my summer home. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there uh, any Holy Grail projects that you would like to work on that you have not? Yes. Yes, there are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, no, that's I mean, it for that. I mean well, no, I mean, uh, who would? Because you've done. I, I mean, if you go back through your catalog of the things you've worked on, whether well, it's you know Star Trek or um, Lethal Weapon or Batman, Die you know, Hard, Die Hard. I mean, Abyss. Been, Abyss. You've been able to do amazing projects, you know, for these seminal films and franchises. And I, there was a point where, like, I don't think there's anything left Neil would 
I mean, well, I mean, there's there's always Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. I mean, but who, who wouldn't want to work on Indiana Jones or Star Wars or you know, yeah. that sort of thing? I, yeah, you know? I guess those those are the big ticket items, yeah. you know. But I, I know James th- Bond. Who wouldn't want to work on James Bond? It's true, you know. And just because there have been releases out there doesn't mean you can't revisit right. it. You right. know, it's it's again we're at the point where we're revisiting stuff that you know twenty years ago we might have had something like oh my god this is out coming out right. finally and. I'm like, oh, and it's coming out again. But I guess the one that I had wasn't the definitive. Can, can you can you believe that in 1978 they released Superman on vinyl? Superman is my favorite score, and I didn't get into that score till late. I got that album on CD in 1990, so that was I consider I I that it. late because I'd already had Star Wars and yeah. Raiders, and oh, I had all the Indiana Jones, all the Star Wars. So Superman I got after that. Yeah, and. We had the CD, which was even shorter than the LP. The LP had two extra tracks on it. I remember. And then, but we're like, well, that's all we're going to get. You know, it it just didn't seem like there was any movement on Superman. And then we got a re-recording, which had more music. Then we got the Rhino, which had... The Rhino album was a two-disc set. Two-CD set, yeah. Right? In 2000, is that when it came out? Yeah, 2000. And then we got the DVD with the isolated score. Right. <laughs> then we got the film score monthly release of the full score. Every so, shred of music. Yes, yeah, so, but it was like 20, at this point, 20 years ago, we had the original album on CD missing two tracks. And that's <laughs> all we had. And, and we were kind of okay with it. We, we wanted, we were like, where's the helicopter rescue? We want that. Oh, I always but, wanted Jonathan Kent's death. Ah. I mean, I don't want him to die. I don't, I, I'm just simply saying... I no, wanted the cue call. I think we know. Well, I, yeah. I think we know what you want. <laughs> you don't. Brian hates Glenn Ford. <laughs> you know, if you're watching anyone uh, playing Jonathan Kent, you must die. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. No, no. Um, but it, so in 20 years, we, we yeah, we've had Superman a plenty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can remember 20 years ago the rumors of the uh, Star Trek motion picture album coming out. I remember that as well, and it was just waiting and waiting and waiting. waiting. It was a lot of waiting for that one, and yeah. it finally showed up in '98 or '90. I think it was '99. I think it was the beginning of '99 is when so. it finally showed up, and I then think so. and even that's been supplanted by the the La La Land release, and then we had a vinyl of that. Yeah. So it's like it's again thinking of analogies. It's you know I know people that are huge Beatles fans that have mm-hmm. had to rebuy those albums over and over again because it's like well this is the mono mix, well this is the stereo mix, this is the original mixes, this right. is that, and and um, again if people think it's weird that I have multiple copies of star trek the motion picture or you know i don't think it's weird i don't think it's weird (laughs) but it's like well there's collectors fans who have multiple versions of beatles albums and stones albums and you know um things like that so i i don't think it's that far off no it's 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 a i mean it's definitely a hobby yeah um i don't know if for for us you know and i think for most soundtrack collectors that is a hobby i don't know for other types of music if it's so much a hobby as it is i just like this band i'd like this band i don't know if that's i don't think so there's some other element with movie music because it's it it incorporates the film which Mm -hmm. could also be people can be nuts about it incorporates that its piece in film history um the technique of it you know the recording of it because it's not just like i wrote this and we're going to go to the studio and record it and then hey it's on tape it's like, well, how many sessions? How many? What are their alternates? The recording process is is interesting. The writing process is unique. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it's a holdover of the old composer model. So it has this historical classical antecedent. You know, and, and you know that, that that precedes it. You know, 
And that has some interest as far as the author of the music and what kind of personality are they. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot to it that make it a rich it's it's complex yeah it is very complex yeah um well i guess that's as good a place as any to kind of end on really we're done already being a soundtrack collector it's a complex did we answer any questions we (laughs) answered i didn't even ask it but we got your favorite score yes and and uh superman Superman, the movie which um i infuriate people because i can't pick one Wait, you made me pick one. I didn't make you. You decided I, I to sell it. You volunteered. It, it. Okay, but if you had, if you had to pick some scores, like okay, there's I, a gun to your head. Uh, don't do that. Okay, because there's a gun to my head. Every, okay, <laughs> <laughs> on on Neil's life, you know. I mean, you, you you've got to have so like okay, the desert island thing, right? I know, but it's like it changes per composer. It, and no, 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 no. There's no composer. I see. I can't do that. I can't to. do that. Look, I just did it. Superman's my favorite score. Starts the motion picture. Favorite Jerry Goldsmith score. See, yeah. I did it. I know. I, but I can't. <laughs> Every time I listen to a different Goldsmith score, I'm like, oh, that's one of that's my favorites. That's my favorite. Really? Well, it's, go- or it's one of. Like, well, which one have you said the most about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there, there are there are, the big ticket items, but it's like, am I just leaning on like, well, I've listened to it the most because I've owned it the longest, like mm. Star Trek: The Motion Picture or The Final Conflict or you know the Cassandra Crossing, mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff, you know. But I think about Alex North. Well, it, wait a minute. Yes, I, I'm. I know you're ready to wrap things up, but I mean, you just listed three Goldsmith scores off the top of your head. Yeah. And Cassandra Crossing was one of them. Yes. That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. <laughs> that is a very deep cut. And I had a whole blog post about how de- how deep of a cut that is. And, and it's, a, it's a fine score. I love Cassandra it's Crossing. It's one of my favorites. And, and I think it also has a helicopter rescue. It does. <laughs> and it has a horribly tragic ending for people in the movie. Oh, well, oh Have you spoilers. ever seen the movie? I have not. I saw it on Turner Classic Movies and I was shocked. I was like, oh, it's oh. kind of and like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, fantastic score. But that's the kind of thing. But right. then I'll, but then I, it's, it's tough. It's like, I'll have favorite composers. It's difficult. I don't know why. So, okay. But so if I name a composer, yeah. can you go, that's my favorite score by that composer? I can try. Michael Kamen. Adventures of Baron Munchausen. There you go. Now, is the Adventures of Baron Munchausen your favorite score? No. Okay. But it would be, I think it would be one of those things where if I had to do a desert so, island. So what if you came up with a list of your favorite composers Yeah. and your favorite composer's score? Could you then go, oh, okay, well, here's 10 scores by 10 different composers. Yeah. I like that one the best. It's tough, though. Really? Because, like, I have 160 albums by Goldsmith. Hmm. I mean, how do I pick one? <laughs> <laughs> can't do it but we'll come back to this topic okay yeah um, I'm, I'm very curious now I wanna... <laughs> well thank you very much oh, you're welcome uh, this was fantastic i really appreciate all the information you shared today i hope everybody um, enjoys it yeah it a pleasure recording it in my home yes this is yeah <laughs> you want to be comfortable when you're very comfortable professional i'm not, we're, I'm not wearing details. pants um, <laughs> and i was not aware of this because we're sitting at a table but nah, now i'm i'm fully pantsed okay i was like yeah. retroactively this podcast yeah. <laughs> has been spoiled yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, those people write in and Asking, you know, what are you wearing? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> um, now, Neil, if anyone wanted to find you on social media, do you uh-huh. want them to find you on social media? Do you, you know? They can find me on Twitter. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say that my Twitter account is very active right now. Okay. Um, but if you go to at NSBulk, it's uh, N-S-B-U-L-K, um, I am on Twitter, so you can find me there. Okay. 
And then otherwise they can find your work on record labels like La La Land. Oh, La La Land, Entrada, Verez Saraband, Critzerland. Quartet. Quartet. Uh, I've worked with Twilight Time on many of their isolated scores on Blu-ray. So, Which are great. Um, yeah, I, ha I have some records out there, so you, you, you can find them. And if I do tweet anything on Twitter, uh, it's usually to plug an album coming out. So Okay. Well, at least they can follow you and they'll stay up to date. Yeah, yeah and sure. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Neil. Thank you. I'm, sh I'm shaking your hand. You know, Look, I'm right. shaking your hand right now. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You can't see that, but I, we, we just shook it hands. It still comes through. People will feel oh, it. They, they, that energy. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs>